Hello and welcome to the Teaching Your Toddler podcast. This is Mary Jo Tinlin, your host. Today we have a very special interview podcast with Chanel Nielsen of MomsWhoKnowPodcast.com. She is a great and amazing accomplished podcaster, author. She's a mom also of five, and she's going to tell us some amazing ways to stay present in our families and have a higher quality of life. So sit back and enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, this is Mary Jo Tinlin from Teaching Your Toddler. Today we have Chanel Nielsen with us, and I'm going to let her introduce herself for a bit. Uh, so Chanel, tell us about you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So I am a mom of five. I am a host of two podcasts, Read With You Presents and the Moms Who Know podcast. I'm an author of a parenting book as well as children's um, some children's books both picture books and then children's chapter books. And I just love, I love this whole idea, teaching your toddler. I love working with kids. I was a preschool teacher for eight years and I love being a mom. Oh, that's great. You said you have five children? I do. So the first four were born in six years, really close together. And then we have a seven year gap. And then we had our surprise, wonderful baby number five. (laughs) <laughs> I have one of those too. That's why I have this brand, Teaching Your Toddler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good for you. Um, fantastic. So uh, tell us a little bit more about the podcasts and the um, materials that you have available. Yeah. So the Moms Who Know podcast is really where my heart is at. I love to speak to moms about um, really developing and growing in motherhood while you're raising your kids. Um, for me, that was really a struggle when I had young kids. And it was a learning process for me because I come from a large family. I'm the oldest of eight. And my mom is amazing. But there was no self-care going on. Uh, what I saw modeled to me was really a mom who just gave everything for her kids. She didn't have, I remember in elementary school, you know, we would try to do things for Mother's Day and they would say, what what are your mom's hobbies? And I thought, moms have hobbies? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure my mom's hobby is being with us, you know, hanging out with the babies. That was all I saw. And so um, it was a rude awakening for me when I became a mom how hard it was and, um, how much I struggled just to, to find, you know, myself and to not go a little bit crazy, um, with all the kids. Oh my gosh. Wow. The, the oldest of eight, that's incredible. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, I can totally understand and I can see from my own family and from my own experience, the same thing. And you probably had that exact thing with having your children so close together on the first wave, right? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, um, so you, you talk about self-care and I mean, I think that that is something that we as moms can let go of very easily because there's so many other priorities that are just pressing on us all the time. I'd love to talk to you today a, a lot about that. So why don't you tell me where, where you're coming from in terms of self-care and then let's talk some practical tips for the moms listening. Perfect. Okay. I do. I love to talk about this because I think it makes such a difference for me. Um, when I really noticed it, it was when I had those four babies and my oldest was about six or seven. And so my youngest would have been still, you know, infant early toddler stage. 
And it was just all kids all the time. And I noticed myself just being stressed out, um, really frazzled. The dinner hour was a nightmare every night, mm, you know, the witching right, hour. Yes. Right before dad gets home and I'm trying to make dinner and everyone is crying, including me because it was just so hard. And I really just felt this rising stress all the time. And I wasn't as uh, fun or happy mm -hmm. with my husband. Um, I definitely wasn't with my kids. I noticed my temper was a lot shorter and I am in general, I'm a pretty calm person, but at this time in my life, I wasn't, I was just not, not very happy. And what finally kind of drove me to the edge, I noticed I was, I'm a kind of hips and thighs girl. And I noticed I was putting on weight in my belly and I thought this isn't right. Like what's, what's going on. And I went to the doctor and he said, that is a stress reaction because your cortisol, your stress hormone is really high. You've got to get your stress under control. And so I started, I thought, okay, well, how am I going to do this? You know, I've got all these kids. I can't just, you know, get away for weekend every, you know, or every weekend, I can't do these kind of things that we think of that we need. And so I thought, what can I realistically do? I started setting an alarm and getting up about a half hour before my kids. And I started a daily yoga practice. Um, it's, I would do a style called yin yoga, which is not a lot of movement. It's a lot of breathing. You hold poses for a long time. And it was really just to, de-stress. And what I noticed after starting to do this regularly, it had this ripple effect throughout my day. So I wasn't as cranky with my kids. Dinner hour, even if, you know, the kids were having meltdowns, I wasn't having a meltdown anymore. I was more pleasant to be around with my husband. I was smiling more, just things felt better. And that really came from that self-care and that morning routine is something that I love to teach to women. And I love to emphasize for moms because we feel like we don't have any time. Our, our days are filled up with other people, but if we can get up, even if it's a short amount of time, even if it's 10 minutes before our kids to, you know, have a cup of herbal tea or sit and meditate or journal or whatever it is that really helps us, that's going to make a huge difference and ripple throughout your day. And I know that that's been true for me and countless moms that I've worked with. As we put a little bit of daily effort into self-care, it changes everything. Oh, wow. That is that is fascinating. I had not heard that about the cortisol levels with belly fat. That's, yeah. that makes, I mean, that's a huge clue. I would think for women that, that are like, where did this come from? Right. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I, um, I love hearing about the morning routine. I know you have a, a download, I believe, right on your website. And we'll of course link to all this in the show notes for, uh, for the listeners so that they can find you and find the, the materials that you have available. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. My, my download is, um, a morning routine. It's called a done for you morning routine. So it's just a minute of meditation, a minute of journaling and a seven minute yoga routine so that you're done in 10 minutes. And that's wow. kind of something I love to teach is it can be quick. 
because that can be that can be stressful in and of itself, right? To think, oh, I have to now get up early and I have to do an hour workout and I have to journal for 30 minutes and I have to meditate and then we're stressed out just thinking about it. And so when we can simplify and say, okay, what is the the minimum that I can do that's going to help me? That's where you start. That's where you go because we don't need to add any extra stress. We just need to figure out what's going to help us feel better. Absolutely. Right. That's, that's great. I, I know I actually do some stretching in the morning too, um, for lymphatic drainage, kind of the same idea, just kind of centering and, and having some quiet time and it makes an enormous difference. So I'm so glad that you, um, that you brought that up and that you can teach moms how to do that. So what else besides, uh, sort of getting the day started off, which is extremely important, what else would you, uh, recommend for moms to help keep their sanity? Yeah. Okay. So there are a few things with self-care that I feel like are really important. Um, one is to really be clear about what you're doing when you're, when you're doing it. And what I mean by this is we have a tendency to want to multitask. So we're sitting with the kids, but we're also on our phone and we're trying to get some work done if we're working moms or we're scrolling social media or whatever it is. And our attention is divided. What ends up happening is we're neither here nor there. Our kids feel our lack of distract, our lack of attention, and then we feel irritated when we're trying to just send off an email and our kids are like, "Mom, mom," you're like, "Oh, just I'm doing something." So what has been really helpful for me is to say, "Okay, time blocking. Right now, I'm in work mode. You know, my kids are at school. That's an easy one, right? Our kids are when our kids are gone. Okay, that's easy enough." But one thing that I like to do before my kids get home is really resist the tendency to squeeze in one last thing and to do as much as I can before they get home. Because what ends up happening is my work leeches into my family time. And so I like to use transitions that help me transition from one mode to another. And that has really been helpful for my self-care. So one of the things that I do when I'm ending my work day, I listen to a meditation. Um, the meditation that I personally listen to is uh, my life vision. And that's helpful for several reasons because it tells me, Hey, you want to be this kind of a mom. And it's just, um, me listening to, you know, what I have lined out the things that I want in my life. And then after I've listened to that, I turn off the computer. I leave the office. I shut the door that's not where I am anymore. I am now in mom mode. And then I go through mom mode. I'm making dinner. I'm helping with homework. I'm reading books, those kinds of things with my kids. And I have another transition later in the day when all the kids go to bed. I've been doing the mom thing all afternoon and it can be hard to switch then from mom mode to being a present wife. A lot of times we're still, oh, we want to clean that last load of dishes. We want to, you know, throw in some laundry or or just like, leave me alone, no one touch me, <laughs> right? There's that too. <laughs> but um, we can, I, I like to use a transition where, okay, the kids are in bed. I then shift and come with my husband. We sit on the couch and we make it a point to touch. We hold hands or we sit shoulder to shoulder. Um, you know, sometimes I'll put his feet on my lap, whatever. But we we have this 
touch, where we're physically connecting to say, hey, this is our time. We are together. Sometimes it's really short. Sometimes it's like, okay, well, we're going to watch TV now, but we're going to do it together. And sometimes we have wonderful conversations, but knowing where you are in the day, knowing what you're focusing on really helps you. And it helps um, it helps you mentally. And then part of the reason it does that, it gets rid of that guilt. It's like, no, I am here where I'm supposed to be right now. It is okay to give all my focus to my kids, or it's okay to give all my focus to my work. And life isn't perfect. It's never going to look exactly, you know, that way that, oh, a hundred percent with my kids and the phone is never going to ring. Right. But we kind of know where we're supposed to be. And with self-care that really helps us, um, to understand, you know, where we are. That's caring for ourselves because we're not feeling like we have to do more than we're capable of. Right. Wow. Those are fantastic ways to sort of, like you said, time block, compartmentalize, and and then be able to be completely present. Because I think we trick ourselves into thinking that being able to do multiple things is more efficient. And actually, you do neither thing or either thing very well, right? Exactly. Exactly. So one other thing for self-care that I find really helpful, um, self-care is kind of a buzzword these days. I feel like it's out there a lot. We hear self-care, self-care. And if you look up self-care on Pinterest or somewhere, you'll see, you know, a lot of go get a massage or um, get your nails done or those kinds of things. And those are wonderful things. But the most important thing I feel about self-care is the check-in. And that's something that we don't often think about. And that check-in is the point where you say, okay, I need to take care of myself. So you're going to pause and ask yourself, what do I need right now? What do I need daily? What do I need? And asking yourself and checking in. Um, there are different aspects of self-care. We can talk about those if you want to get into those. But really, that crucial step of asking ourselves what we need is so important for really getting real self-care because otherwise what can happen, we have a free minute and we're like, oh, I'm so tired. I think I'll just go on my phone. But really what you needed was a nap and you're missing it because you didn't take the time to ask yourself what you needed. So you're talking about like specific things. What do I need right now? I need a bath. I need a, sh I need whatever, right? It's, is that exactly, what you? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And even, you know, what, like the example I gave earlier, when my kids were young, what do I need? Well, I need to de-stress and how can I, how can I de-stress? Well, I need a time when I'm doing something for me without my kids. And so how can I get that? And so the answer for me was get up early. It might mean, you know, if that you could have, that same need, you need a little bit of time without your kids, then it might mean you're hiring a babysitter. It might mean you're asking your husband for help. It might mean curious George to the rescue and you are going in your room alone for 10 minutes while you meditate. It could look a lot of different ways, but understanding that basic underlying need of what it is that you need regularly is going to help so much more than, you know, following some checklist that someone says, oh, this is what you need for self-care. You need um, you know, a green smoothie every day. Yeah, that's, that's good. And it's probably helpful for some people, but is it what you need? Mm -hmm. So it's not a one size fits all. It's, it's really a custom solution to exactly. each person, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
That's fantastic. So what uh, do you have some other thoughts or ideas? I, you, you had said it, there were some specifics maybe about what do I need? Are, are there some sort of macro categories that you think about in that way? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Let's go through those. So there are different aspects of self-care and different ways that we take care of ourselves. And the categories that I have broken it down into is mental self-care, physical self-care, relaxation, nourishing, and social. And so I can go through each of those um, and talk about what that looks like. So mental self-care is taking care of our minds. And that could look a lot of different ways because sometimes what our mental, what we need mentally, especially as moms of young kids, we need adult thoughts. We need some stimulating ideas and conversations. And because you guys are here listening to podcasts, isn't it awesome that we have this, that we have, you know, these opportunities, even while we're at home with our kids to develop our minds and to learn new things. So that's one thing, but it can also in this age that we're in, we just are inundated with information all the time. And so maybe what we need mentally is to turn it off. Maybe we need a break. Maybe instead of listening to audiobooks and podcasting and reading and all these things all day, maybe we need quiet. And that's where that check-in comes in. So that's mental self-care. Um, also challenges, mental challenges, like what can I do to challenge my mind? What can I do to, you know, get out of the ordinary and learn something new? This would be, um, like learn a new skill, like playing the piano. We, that doesn't just have to be for our kids. We can also take lessons and learn and things like that. Um, the next one is physical self-care. Again, it can go on either, either end of the spectrum. It can be where we're resting, our body needs rest and we need to slow down or our body really needs movement and finding out what that is, but taking care of our physical body. Physical self-care can also be taking care of our environment. So if things are really cluttered, which um, was something that I really struggled with when my kids were little, just toys everywhere, um, that can really contribute to our feelings of stress and overwhelm. And so maybe the answer is organizing the toys or maybe the answer is throwing away a lot of the toys. Um, I know for me and for our family, that has helped a lot to really simplify, get rid of a lot of the toys. It helps the kids play better and it helps our physical environment. We don't have to pick them up as much. It's good all around. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And this can also physical environment can also include things like what's, what's your view? What are you looking at all day? Do you need to redo the decor in your home? Do you need a, to fix things up out in your backyard so that you have something nice to look at? Or do you need to drive to the park more often to be in nature, whatever that may be? Hmm. Um, relaxation. That's the one that we typically think of when we think of self-care. These are things like manicures, pedicures, taking a hot bubble bath, all those things. And they definitely have their place. Um, the one thing I'd emphasize with this is it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Um, a lot of times we think, oh, well that's out, you know, I can't afford to go get a massage. So I guess I can't. I guess I can't do that one, but relaxation, if that's the goal, there are so many ways to get there that are, are free or don't cost much money. Um, one that I love is this is like a super thrifty foot massage. 
if you get a, um, like some kind of container that your feet can fit in, mm -hmm. fill it with hot water and put marbles in the bottom, drop Ooh. in a few drops of essential oil or some nice um, scented soap, and then put your feet in there, rub them back and forth on the marbles. It feels amazing. It's free. You can get those marbles at the dollar store. And uh, it's a really nice way to relax. Although that is amazing. I've never heard of that, but that sounds fantastic. Yes, it is so much fun and you just feel rejuvenated after. So that's a fun, a fun little idea. Um, the last two categories are nourishing our bodies. So with nourishment, we tend to think of the, the good stuff, the spinach smoothies and the vegetables and the fruit and all these things. And we think of organic, local, those are wonderful. Do that when you can. That's awesome. But sometimes if we're really tuning in, our body is going to say, you know what I need right now to nourish me? I need a hot fudge sundae. Now, that is not like all the time, obviously. If we do that all the time, we're probably actually not listening to our body. Mm -hmm. But if we are listening, sometimes that's going to be exactly what we need. And that's exactly what we need to go and do. And if you let yourself really enjoy, savor, um, get into the moment, that can nourish our soul. Mm -hmm. Um, and that just is so good for our self care to let go, to enjoy, to have a treat. Nice. Yeah. And then the last one is social self care. And that is this, the importance of connecting with other people. Um, and most of the time that's going to be face to face. Occasionally that's going to be on the phone. Very, very rarely is it going to be through, um, social media or texting because mm -hmm. we don't leave those interactions feeling connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we need to find ways the, the true self care, when we're talking about social self care, what we're looking for is connection. So touch with our kids, with our spouse, with a pet, even to cuddle and hold something close is, is powerful. Um, there are hormones it releases in the body. It bonds us to them. Whatever we can do to connect, whether that's physical touch or the talking or um, just spending time with another person. So those are the aspects of self-care that we can really focus on and um, you know check in to see what do I need in these areas and then to figure that out and take steps in each of these areas to really holistically have this self-care. Wow. Those are great. And they're so practical and really, you know, fairly easy, nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, nothing out that's uh, too extreme, I should say that. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, these are, these are really practical and I, I so appreciate that you went through those. Thank you so much. I think that's exactly what um, we were hoping for with the, with the interview today. So please tell me, is are there other things or anything else that you think that uh, a mom that is buried with kids and toys and responsibilities and cleaning her house and keeping her, you know, husband or spouse happy or whatever. Uh, what, is there anything else that you would sort of give them a pep talk about or anything else that we can talk about today? I, yeah, I would just say I said, you know, earlier that my heart is where is with the moms. It is. I just see you. I feel what that is like to feel all these everyone else's needs pressing on you and to wonder if you're enough and to wonder if 
you even have time to take care of yourself and to put yourself last on the list. I think that it's so important to know that when you take care of yourself, you can take better care of everyone else. You are absolutely worth taking care of as a mom and it's okay to take care of yourself and no one else can do that for you. And I think that's important to know too. We mm -hmm. can't just wait for someone else to come and do our self-care. We're the only ones who can know what we need. Mm -hmm. So find out what you need and recognize that's going to make you a better mom, a better spouse, a better worker, a better whatever your roles are, and you're worth doing that for. So that would be the main thing that I hope that moms feel and that they know. Oh, that's great. That is a really nice way to wrap up. Uh, I think that's fantastic. So Chanel, tell us again, where can people find you and find more about you and your podcast and all the other great stuff you have? The best place is my website, momswhoknowpodcast.com. And there you'll find links to the podcast. You'll find that morning download we talked about and lots of other resources for moms as well. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I so appreciate that you came on the show today to talk to teaching your toddler. I, uh, it was a pleasure to speak to you and I really hope that um, we can talk again. I'd love to have you back on the show to talk a little bit more about nutrition and some of the other things that you were talking about. I think that would be uh, a fantastic um, encore visit if you're up for it. Oh, I would love that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Chanel. And uh, I uh, hope you have a great day. You too. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at www.teachingyourtoddler.com, as well as on Facebook at Teaching Your Toddler, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Teaching Toddler. So join us again, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.